Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Down to Kickoff is presented by Tostitos. Super Bowl week already underway in Las Vegas as the Chiefs and 49ers get ready for Super Bowl 58. You'll hear me say this a lot, but I want this one more than I've ever wanted a Super Bowl in my life. I've lost the Super Bowl, and I know how bad that hurts. I'm almost more addicted to staying away from that field than I am pushing the trophy. People can overlook you, may not think you're the biggest, the fastest, the strongest. It was overlooked two years ago in the draft. Now you get an opportunity to go win the Super Bowl for the faithful. It doesn't get any better than that. They can hurt you in a lot of different ways. This offense is a lot different from what it was back in 19 when we played them. Uh, but they still got that two-headed dragon in Mahomes and Kelsey. I've been on a mission ever since I won my first Super Bowl. That's motivated me to get back to this point right here. We had a goal at the beginning of the season that regardless of who we were going to be playing, we know how we wanted to end it. See you Sunday. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by Tostitos. So glad you're with us as the countdown to Super Bowl 58 continues. Dan Orlovsky is here. Marcus Spears. Adam Schefter's already in Vegas, so that's why you see him there looking like he's up against a random wall. Uh, Swagoo has a tape that you don't want to miss about how the Kansas City offense uses Travis tapes. Kelsey. I know. Swagoo tapes are the best. But we're going to start with Jeff Darlington. He's in Las Vegas covering the Chiefs all week. And Jeff, you had the chance to sit down for a one-on-one -on -one with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. What stood out to you about his mindset as he gets ready for his fourth Super Bowl appearance. Well, Laura, first let me set the scene here at the Chiefs Team Hotel in Las Vegas. A rainy day. Just watched Patrick Mahomes actually board a bus that he will take to the Raiders facility where he will practice over there. Uh, he was not wearing, and by the way, practice, it's a light jog through today, not a full practice, but not wearing any kind of Dark Knight Batman costume, despite the fact that he, he has kind of started to seem like a little bit of a villain lately in the NFL, something that a lot of players yesterday at opening night definitely recognized the Chiefs suddenly being rooted against, and not all of them completely understand why, but I did have a chance to talk to Patrick Mahomes about it, and I asked him that very question. I'm wondering if you sense it all that you've become a bit of a spoiler, a bit of a villain? <laughs> I would say so. Um, I, I can definitely sense it. I, I, I never felt like that because I've never been like that in my entire life. But you take uh, some pride in it to know that um, everybody doesn't like you. And it's not for anything you've really done. It's just for winning. So if that means some other teams and other fan bases aren't going to like me, I'll try to still have a smile on my face and, and uh, not be a bad example. But I can be that villain for them if they, if they need me to be. You know, there's also been obvious comparisons to the Patriots and their dynasty, but also sort of the way the Patriots became the villains in the mid-2000s. Now, Mahomes said that he recognized the Patriots went through a similar thing because they started to win, but he also added he'd like to do his way with a little more fun and a little more charisma. Also, quick injury update for you. Joe Tooney, uh, the Chiefs guard, as well as Jared McKinnon, a running back, both unlikely to play in this coming Super Bowl. According to Andy Reid, a slight chance. But right now, we don't expect Tooney or McKinnon 
to play in this game. Laura? Yeah, that's huge, Jeff, especially Joe Tooney. We'll, of course, keep an eye on that, and there's a lot more to it coming later in the week. Thanks to Jeff. Mahomes will have to deal with this 49ers defense again, but it's not as vicious as the last time he faced him in the Super Bowl. Back in 2019, San Fran's defense ranked in the top eight in sack percentage, pressure percentage, and expected points added on rushing plays. This year, the 49ers ranked in the bottom half of the league in all three of those categories. Dan, what the one question is that you want to see the 49ers defense answer early in the game on Sunday as I ask the question like Yoda? Yeah, I mean, the reality is this, Lord, can that front four or front get a pressure on Patrick Mahomes. It's still capable of it. It hasn't happened often in this postseason run for the Chiefs. Part of it is because the way that they're building every pass play is protection first. Now, I've talked about this so often this year is them getting into their four-strong formation. There's four people to one side of the ball, and then really they're taking Travis Kelsey by himself. So four by one. Now, why are they doing that? Certainly partly because for the pass play, but mostly because what they're trying to do is protect their tackles. When they have Travis Kelsey there by himself he can help and chip and then get into his pass route they put him opposite the back who once again can help towards those tackles help and then get out into your pass concepts you're helping the right tackle helping the left tackle now what Baltimore did was really good when it comes to how they wanted to attack that four strong formation Rasheed Rice goes in motion all of a sudden you're seeing a Kyle Hamilton come off the edge unblocked Patrick's got to throw the ball away everybody at home remember Kyle Hamilton becoming unblocked now here's what happens you get that motion what you're trying to do is make sure, protect the right, protect the left side. Travis Kelsey is going to be there mainly to help like chip on that right tackle. And then we have Elair backside. So both sides essentially are protected. Roquan walked up is his yes. responsibility. And, and, and they've created, they've created this formation based on the Ravens defense I'm talking about, Dio, is to not only is it understood that usually the the offensive line slide is away from the back when he's yes. offset in the shotgun? You'll see those guys go, but the Ravens have overloaded that side, as you mentioned, to make sure that the slide goes that way. And Roquan Smith is walked up to attract the attention of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to make him believe that I'm the extra rusher you have to protect against me. Exactly, and what happens is that offensive line goes away and Kelsey ends up chipping a guy that's a dropper in coverage, and here comes Kyle Hamilton unblocked without anybody's responsibility. Beautiful job by Baltimore of setting the formation, making sure that you challenge some of the rules, and not allowing those double chips to really be a part of the game. Second thing, we've talked about it a lot on the show, 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends. Now when they do this and put Patrick underneath, why are they doing it? They're putting both those tight ends, again, you're trying to make sure that these tackles don't get exposed. Both of these tight ends are attached to the hip and they can before they get into their pass concepts they can help in protection and then get out. What they're trying to make sure is not many one-on-ones happen. Even though you're in 12 personnel what happens is you have a guard that is peeking out to the right tackle to make sure I can double if need be. They play fake to Pacheco. Pacheco is actually a double teamer with the left tackle as well. So we have a double team there, a double team there, and that's that's what they're trying to make sure help those edges in pass protection situations you also 
You also mentioned the guard that's helping on that immediate interior pressure deal because he has responsibility to that. But the concern is the outside guy with your tackle left man to man. So in turn, what you get is almost what we looked at in that shotgun snap that you showed before this. It's almost like an artificial slide yes. from the guard where you see Trey Smith and the one-on-one ends up backside with Justin Matabike, who is the best interior rusher for the Baltimore Ravens. So again, because of that protection that they want to have with that little bump with Travis Kelsey, you can get those one-on-ones created that interior rusher just has the win and that will be Javon Hargrave most likely in this matchup with the 49ers. So I was just going to ask you that Hargrave's got to be that guy in those one -on we always talk about Bosa rightfully so and Chase Young Hargrave's got to be the guy fella right this week that wins in these very rare one-on-one -on -one situations in pass rush. Absolutely, because the interior pressure is the default mechanism that you have as a defense to throw everything haywire. Think about it, Dan. You tell us all the time. Quarterbacks want to step up and evade pressure. The worst place to be behind a quarterback from a defensive line mentality is, I mean, be is to be behind the quarterback. Yeah. So that interior pressure not only speeds up operation for Patrick Mahomes, it gives him a limited escapability. And with Chase Young and Bosa's ability to run and track quarterbacks, Quarterbacks, this will be a different animal with the type of athletes that they have when Pat is trying to uh, escape around the edge. <laughs> the beard bump, that's a new one. Uh, the 49ers have two sacks this postseason. Both were by Nick Bosa. To some news, Greg Roman expected to be the Chargers offensive coordinator and the former Ravens offensive coordinator is back with a hardball, just a different one. I wonder if it's going to be a Roman Empire. Anybody? All right. Either way, he has a talented young quarterback in Justin Herbert to work with. Here's GM Joe Hortiz with more. We want to be strong, physical, tough. We want to develop a really good run game. You build a great run game and a great offensive line, you protect your quarterback. And uh, I've seen it done year in, year out where I, where I came from. And uh, so that's you help him by supporting him with players that help the entire offense. And uh, certainly we have some skilled receivers uh, that are already here and, and, and good players that are already here. But we just want to create a competitive environment in all the positions around him. Adam, what do we know about why Harbaugh wanted Roman to come in and help run that offense? Well, Laura, there's a history of Romans and Harbaugh's together. We know that Greg Roman worked in Baltimore with John Harbaugh. And it was not just Greg Roman that they added to the staff. It also was Marcus Brady, the former offensive coordinator of the Colts, who comes in as the passing game coordinator there in Los Angeles. So now you have a double whammy. You get the knowledge of Greg Roman all the diversified looks, the multiple looks that he brings to an offense, and you mix it in with Marcus Brady, who's going to help with that passing game, and that's what Jim Harbaugh is looking for. He's looking for a lot of different voices, a lot of institutional knowledge, and that's exactly what he gets in bringing Greg Roman over to Los Angeles. Adam's with us all hour. A lot more to come from you when it comes to the news around the league and preparation for the Super Bowl. Now, considering their past experience on the 49ers from 2011 to 14, along with the Chargers' current personnel, it's going to make for an interesting fit with Harbaugh and Roman. The 49ers ranked third in the league in both calling designed runs and quarterback rushes in those four seasons they were together. Justin Herbert has rushed on a design play just 56 times in his career, including 11 times in nine games last season. Marcus, when you think about a Greg Roman offense, what? Oh, oh okay. Where does your mind go? Oh, he's emotional. <laughs> he's talking oh, about swag. running the ball or something. <laughs> 
I mean, listen, Boogie, you don't even have to ask ask me the question. Just let me wax poetically about what I just heard. The fact that they are going to try to implement a physical style run game in Los Angeles. Honestly, that's what what has been missing with this football team on both lines of scrimmage for for that fact. And when you think about Greg Roman, you think about a lot of the condensed splits that he was able to create in Baltimore. And I'm sure Dan is going to talk about that. The quarterback run with Lamar Jackson. The interesting thing is this. This is his best. This is the quarterback that has had the highest ability to push the ball down the field. So how will that marriage work is immediately what came to my mind. But I know this. I know that the part of Greg Roman that we were asking about in Baltimore was how do you evolve the pass game enough to move your move, not only yourself in the offense, but Lamar Jackson into another realm Well, you got a Justin Herbert who's athletic. Dan has heard me cry about getting him off the spot, not necessarily quarterback run, but moving him off the spot and giving him opportunities to make throws on the move. Dio, I can't wait to hear you talk about how this will marry up because I got excited when I heard about Greg Roman showing up in L.A. I I do think situationally you're going to use his legs a lot more than certainly they have in the past. Here's my thing, Marcus. Justin Herbert's job will never be easier. It it is never going to be easier than what he's going to experience under hardball. Don't get it twisted. Herbert's been awesome, but his job's been made more difficult by the way that they have coached him. Early downs. What's the easiest down in football to throw on first down? Look what his rank is when it comes to first and second down of throwing the ball downfield. There's only 32 teams in America, folks. Okay, so he's 34th. He's so good on third down, and that has masked so much of that throwing the ball downfield. So one of the things that Harbaugh was notorious for in San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick and a little bit of Alex was they would certainly run the ball, run the ball, early down, explosive pass plays. Herbert has never experienced that. I think it's going to completely transform the way that Herbert plays, and it's like going to play into what he does absolutely best, big big throws down the field. Yeah, and if you're looking for the most recent numbers, yeah. in Roman's last season as the offensive coordinator in 2022, the Ravens called a design pass on just 55% of the plays, 26 in the NFL. There's going to be a lot of action going on in that offense. Thank you. All right, much more to come on NFL Live. The 49ers have a chance to revenge their Super Bowl loss from four years ago. Dan is going to tell us what he learned from the first matchup that could show up again on Sundays. Watch all of that tape. Plus, Dan Quinn taking his talents to the nation's capital. Who will be his replacement in Dallas? Marcus tells us who he thinks the Cowboys should be calling. You don't want to miss that. NFL Live is presented by Tostitos. Get to the good stuff and in part by Abbott Elementary. New episodes Wednesday at 9, 8 central stream on Hulu. We'll be right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NFL Live presented by Tostitos. Let's read and react to some news and notes around the league. We start in Detroit where GM Brad Holmes took a little bit of a victory lap when it comes to his recent draft picks. It was 2021. All right. We just finished the 2023 season. So that's when you're supposed to grade a draft, not the day after a draft. So, but when you look back at those picks, and those picks were not welcomed by many in this room. You know, Dave, you wanted us to pick a quarterback. You didn't want us to pick Panay Sewell. You know, people didn't want us to wait till the fourth round to draft a wide receiver. People didn't want to wait on a Derek Barnes to develop. But every single move was intentional. I think he remembered something. When you that hit on him, you said. can talk that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo. Stand on business, Brad Holmes. <laughs> I, I don't think Brad Holmes is trying to avoid the reality of his job, which is the criticism in the immediate world. I think what he's trying to get across is like, hey, you guys are allowed to do your job at that moment. But when these picks hit, Penny Sewell is one of the best right tackles in all of football. And when a Sam Laporta hits, even though people said he was crazy to draft him, and when a Jameer Gibbs hits, I give him his flowers at some point. Maybe not just chastise the pick in the moment, but not go back to it when it pans out and make sure that the praise isn't happening. So shout out to Brad Holmes. He's done a phenomenal job. And I love the fact that he made it a very clear point. I'm doing my job well. Dude, I mean, you list all those names out, and it is pretty impressive. Difference makers. Mike McCarthy still filling out his staff in Dallas. Adam Schefter, what do we know about his search for a new defensive coordinator? All right, Laura, with Joe Wood Jr. going to Washington as the defensive coordinator, Mike Zimmer interviewed over the weekend. Ron Rivera, the former commander's head coach, also was talking to the Cowboys about that job. When you talk about Mike Zimmer, he spends so much time in the Cowboys organization. They know him so well, and he's got the support of so many key people like a Deion Sanders who want to make it happen. And so, again, it wouldn't be a surprise if he wound up being the pick. Marcus, if you had your choice of all the available guys out there, who do you want as the next D.C. in Dallas? Jesus. It would be Wing Martindale for me. Um, I think there needs to be an aggressive style of play in Dallas. And I love what Wing does. And now a lot of people are super cautious about how much he pressures the quarterback, how much he brings blitzes. But Wink has shown that not only during a tumultuous season at times, he can still galvanize a defense to play well enough to keep him in games and actually win and close out some games. But more importantly, I know him personally. I know how guys respond to what Wink Martindale is, is giving them because he lives what he's saying. I think there needs to be a clear message, but also needs to, I think there needs to be a guy that comes into the building that can get these guys moving forward and motivated with a di little different personality, and hmm. that personality is aggressiveness. Yeah, at Wink Blitz on 43% of dropbacks in the last two seasons. That's the highest rate in the NFL. He's bringing it. All right, let's get to some more top stories with Adam, <laughs> starting with some scheduling news for week one. What do we need to know? 
Well, how about this, Laura? After the Super Bowl champion hosts the Thursday night game, the next night, the Philadelphia Eagles will play the first ever NFL regular season game in Brazil against a still-to-be-determined opponent Friday night, September 6th. Brazil, put it down in your calendars. The Eagles will be part of a historic game playing in Brazil. And how about Anthony Weaver taking over as the Dolphins defensive coordinator? Him and Mike McDaniel have been on the same team before. Weaver played three seasons with the Texans when McDaniel was an offensive assistant under Gary Kubiak. They were also both on the staff of the 2014 Browns with McDaniels as the wide receiver coach and Weaver as the defensive line coach. And now he takes over as the Dolphins defensive coordinator. And Eric Bieniemy continues to sit out there a coaching free agent. He will not return to Washington. He did interview for the head coaching job there. He has spoken with other teams, and there will be work for Eric Bieniemy at some point this season. We just don't know where yet. Again, we wait to see that Andy Reid officially is returning in Kansas City. We expect he'll take some time after this season. Eric Bieniemy's coached there before, and we'll see where he does wind up. But Eric Bieniemy, I expect to be a part of a staff in 2024. It just won't be in Washington. Yeah, interesting. Um, Adam, I don't know if our bosses are watching, but let's do NFL Live from Brazil, okay? Uh, coming up next on the Yo show, me. getting to the quarterback will be a big focus this week, and you don't want to miss who Marcus says is going to be the biggest factor up front for the Chiefs. It's up next. You're watching NFL Live, presented by Tostitos. Would Vin Diesel come? Maybe. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Down to kickoff is presented by Tostitos. When the lights are the brightest and the cameras is on, he's going to show up every time. We flying around. We take it late. We dominate. Yeah, the nickname Showtime Mahomes uh, came from uh, my godfather and my dad when I was playing t-ball and make diving plays uh, around the field. So uh, that kind of was where it started at, and I've tried to just carry that tradition on. Mahomes magic. Patrick Mahomes is incredible today. Showtime. Magic Mahomes. Who shows up? One five every time. Mahomes magic. A play that only Patrick makes. A magician never reveals his tricks. It's almost time. Opening night never disappoints on Super Bowl week. Interviews with all the major stars ahead of Sunday's matchup. You see them all getting ready to go right there. That's 49ers at least. The Chiefs D tackle Chris Jones was asked about his defensive coordinator and three-time Super Bowl champion Steve Spagnuolo. Here's what he said. Will Spags ever get the credit he deserves? I don't think he ever will. But do I appreciate Spags for what he does and uh, how good he is? Absolutely. 
Yeah, Steve is, uh, he means the world to the team. He's done a great job, and uh, he's a big part of this. He runs our defense, and you've seen how our defense has played this year. They've done very well. And that's because of his ability to teach and the coaches that he has there that are, that are good teachers. Yeah, as we told you, Spags, no stranger to the Super Bowl. He's 3-1 in his career in the big game, with the only loss coming at the hands of Tom Brady in Super Bowl 55. He's the only coordinator in history to win the Super Bowl with multiple teams. Dan, you went back and watched Super Bowl 54, that game between the 49ers and Chiefs, to try to gain some insight on how Spags might scheme up this game and how he schemed up a win then. What did you learn? Yeah, the main thing was they did not blitz nearly as much as kind of his history says. Really, when it got into situations, they committed to coverage and they wanted to take away really San Francisco's best player. This is just three by one, back away from George Kittle. They're playing man-to-man -man coverage. They're going to blitz the back, surely. But their goal really is just to keep that back in and make sure that they're doubling George Kittle. They're playing man-to-man -man coverage on everybody on the outside. George Kittle, you are going to have two sets, maybe three sets of eyes on you. This isn't a pressure, so to speak, but nobody's open for Jimmy Garoppolo. I expect them to try to do the same stuff to a Christian McCaffrey. Two wide defensive tackles in those four-eye or five techniques on the tackles. Extra protection inside, got to have a situation. They blitz those protectors. That's exactly what they did that last clip. Now, why? Because here comes all of those double teams on the back end. Last time, it was just George Kittle. This time, there's double teams both on the inside and on the outside. The Debo and George Kittle, nobody open. Now, part of the reason why they love doing that is it's cheap. It's inexpensive. You can commit to coverage and still, because of you have elite pass rushers, they're just trying to create one-on-ones. Somebody's one-on-ones got to win. Okay, the double team guy, you might get double teamed, but I just need one of those single one-on-one -on -one guys to win, and that was really the theme of the game. At really fast, can you double team with Ayuk, McCaffrey, guys like that? I think that because Kansas City can play such good man coverage, I honestly believe that they'll walk into the game saying, we can man-to-man Ayuk and we can man-to-man Debo. Mm. We cannot single up both McCaffrey and Kittle consistently. Yeah. I agree with you, D.O., but, but you know you know, you perked my interest when we started looking up front at how he was able to create those one-on-one -on -one yeah. matchups. And obviously, you know, you guys know I talk about Chris Jones a lot when we get, not only when we get to big games, but especially in the playoffs because you got to have a plan for him. And that plan usually is to commit more people to him. But, D.O., yeah. When we've watched the Kansas City Chiefs in a few in a few playoffs and the Super Bowls that we saw, yep. who was the other guy that ended up making game changing type plays? Uh, yeah, I, I would say front wise, Frank Clark. Frank Clark, brother, mm, yeah. that's George Karloftis job now. And that's why they drafted him. And that's where my eyes go. And he's been playing a huge role. It was unfortunate that they lost Omenahu because he was starting to come on as that one-on-one -on -one guy when Chris Jones mm. garnered that attention. The great thing that Spags does with Chris Jones is he doesn't leave him in one spot. And you know I used to have a yeah. very visceral reaction when they would put him at defensive end and just leave him out there. But the fact that he gets to hunt matchups is a big deal because he alone, and that's why they pay these guys 80 to $100 million, can dictate protection. But George Karloftis is going to have to be the one-on-one -on -one matchup winner in this Super Bowl. And he's been doing a phenomenal job up until this point. Hey, hey Marcus, in that 2019 year, were they moving Chris Jones outside at that point? Or did that start after that? Because, you know, like, I'd be interested to see, will he play more outside in situations than inside this year? 
Dio, I believe it started after that yeah, Super Bowl, I but I do know that he changed his alignment with width on yeah. the interior of the D-line when you start talking about three technique, four eye, just to create a little bit more space. It's just like advantage. If they put him on outside, the, the right tackle for San Francisco, we've talked about that a lot. Like right. He struggles in those situations. That's the guy that you're sitting there going, hey, Chris Jones, go to end in those moments and get that one-on-one. Then it's a win for Kansas City. They're looking for anywhere to gain any sort of advantage, too. A reminder, too, that Chris Jones was holding out, had to sign that contract before the season. Imagine if they didn't have him. (laughs) It shows how valuable he is. I don't think it was ever real that they wouldn't have signed him. Kick off your Super Bowl Sunday (laughs) at 10 a.m. Eastern with a special four-hour postseason NFL countdown from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. And after the game, we'll have NFL primetime with Boomer and Booger on the field all the highlights and post-game interviews and NFL Live is heading out to Vegas tomorrow. We'll be broadcasting from Vegas Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Coming up, a new regime has landed in Carolina and the headman Dave Canales has a history of getting the best out of his quarterback. Dan's going to tell us what needs to change to see a big jump in Bryce Young. Plus, Canales joins us to tell us what he's seen from Bryce. Okay, Get coach. to the Good Stuff is brought to you by Tostitos. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. James Harris was the first African-American quarterback to begin an NFL season as a starter. In 1969, he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills and was seventh on the depth chart to open training camp. But by the beginning of that season, he was named the starter and in 1974 was selected to the Pro Bowl. Here's our next ESPN Plus UFC Fight Night Saturday from the Apex in Las Vegas. Highlighted by our middleweight main event, the prelims start at 4 Eastern, followed by the main card at 7 Eastern. I'm going to fight in that. Yeah, this is a big task. This is serious for me. I want him to be the best possible version of himself. Bryce gets it and a beautiful throw. I don't care about what we can't do. What can we do? That's arm strength. That's just talent. Listen, the guy's got it all. I'm fired up about it, and uh, I love a great challenge. We're looking for championship moments, championship days, and that's got to be a full-on commitment every single time we walk in here. We are thrilled to have the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Dave Canales, joining us now. Congratulations, coach. We're so excited for you to see what you can get done in Carolina. I'm curious what it was like to find out you were getting the head coaching job there for the Panthers. 
Oh, I mean, just the, the, the dream of a lifetime, you know, professionally speaking, um, and just how fast this has happened, you know, really to, to have three different logos in about 12 months. I mean, it's just, it's surreal. Um, it was humbling, and I was just so excited to be able to get here and to see what the whole facility had. Yeah, you know, you've spent the majority of your coaching career with Pete Carroll in some capacity. And while it does seem like these last 12 months, to your point, happened fast, Coach Carroll has been a huge part of who you are as a coach and who you are as a man. How much did he have in, in helping you um, prepare for this interview and prepare for being a head coach in the NFL? Yeah, I, I can't say enough. You know, I don't have the time to express my gratitude to coach. Um, for just preparing me to see the next thing, to be always be ready for the next thing and to attack the current job that you have with an enthusiasm um, and an excitement, but then to also say, okay, now, when those opportunities come, are you gonna be ready from a philosophical standpoint to do it with your personality? Don't try to do what I do, just know what's important to me and then apply your whole self to that. So uh, I really feel um, blessed to have been with him for 14 years, going back to 2009 at the University of Southern California. You know, part of the reason why you were in the conversation for this job and then ultimately probably why you got it is the way that you've remade some quarterbacks' careers. You look at Baker Mayfield most recently, and he gives you a ton of credit, as well as Geno Smith. You've watched some film on Bryce Young. I'm sure you've seen him in person a couple times. When you've watched Bryce on film, what jumps out to you? The accuracy, uh, the mobility, the courage under fire. This is a guy that just bounces back. You know, he's... He's had some, he's seen NFL football and he sees what it is. You know, th these are really talented players. And then for him to have 16 games of experience under his belt of seeing, you know, just the, the variety of defenses and rushes that can happen. Um, I'm really excited about just his makeup and the way that he just kept bouncing back. Yeah, the mental fortitude of Bryce Young is something that we on this show are big fans of. Now, Coach, you were able to remake a uh, Tampa team that was coming off of losing Tom Brady and the expectations were low and then they end up in the playoffs and you had a part in that. How can you pull off something similar in Carolina? Really to lean on our strengths. Um, I think it's really important. We have some great continuity happening on the defensive side. And so I'm really excited to build off of that. Um, and then offensively, just some really good pieces that we have to work off of, you know, some, some great talent at the tackle spots. Um, and of course, Bryce, you know, but just getting in here to know like this is a place that has seen success over the years. And just being able to tap into that, um, not unlike, you know, the experience in Tampa, it wasn't like I was there to reestablish a culture there was a culture of winning already in that building. And so for me, it was just kind of wanting to build off of the pieces that are there, the confidence, you know, and, and where are we starting at? What can we do as opposed to what can't we do? That type of mentality. Congratulations again, Coach Dave Canales, joining us here on NFL Live. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Quarterbacks get better when they work with Dave Canales. In his first season as a starter in Seattle in 2022, Geno Smith managed to improve his QBR by 11 points with Canales as his QB coach. Then Baker Mayfield improved his QBR by 28 points last season with Canales as his offensive coordinator. Bryce Young has a lot of room for improvement. He ranked 29th out of 30 qualifiers in QBR last season in front of only Zach Wilson. So, Dan, what needs to change if Canales wants to see those types of gains for Bryce next season? Yeah, remember, expectations are for 2025 for the big jump, not next yeah. year. Build the foundation. We talked a little bit last week about 
how he's going to help the offensive line ball come out quickly. I think the draft has got to be a focus point to make sure that they can help Bryce Young play a little bit more consistently. The interior of their offensive line, the reality is we know this. Bryce is not a big player, okay? So making sure that the interior of that offensive line, something that Baker Mayfield had last year is solidified, is going to be what I think their first draft pick. Their second and third draft picks, as you remember, they don't have a first rounder because of the trade. They got a little cap space. They got to look at wide receiver and tight end. And the good thing is both wide receiver and tight end have some good players in this draft. I'd mm. love to see like an Adonai Mitchell out of Texas, a Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina, a Roman Wilson out of Michigan at the wide receiver spot. And then tight end, like Cade Stover out of Ohio State, if they can find him third round if he falls that far. Uh, but I think those are the three main positions to make sure that the interior is safe for Bryce Young and then they have to upgrade the perimeter players. You heard Canales talking about it. Just make an offense that fits for his quarterback. Yeah. That's going to be a main priority. Great stuff to Dan. All right, let's get back to the Super Bowl as we go to an ESPN bet parlay. Plus, today's theme, the 49ers defense. So let's start with Nick Bosa. Over under half a sack for the defensive end. I'm going to go over, Boogie. And look, I know Patrick Mahomes doesn't hit the ground much. But if the San Francisco 49ers are going to have a chance to impact this game in a major way, Nick Bosa is going to have to be out of his mind, I believe, with the way Pat Mahomes is playing. So I go over a half a sack. Let's go to the middle tier of that defense. Over under five and a half solo tackles for Dre Greenlaw. It'll be over. He'll have this probably in the first quarter as hey. much as he ball hawks and gets after the football. And I'm sure that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to try to test the uh, San Francisco 49ers in the run game. So they give him plenty of opportunities to meet Pacheco. And that's a meeting that we all want to see because it spells vintage, hard-hitting football. Patrick Mahomes has had at least 29 yards rushing in each of his three previous Super Bowl appearances. Dan keeps talking about his legs. Over under 26 and a half yards on the ground for Mahomes against that 49ers defense. Oh, yeah, he's going to have to get up out of there. He's going to have to get up out of there a couple of times in this he game. Because, look, we just talked about the pass rush. Uh, with Dio and that ability that they have on the interior with Javon Hargrave starting to come on and winning his one-on-ones. We know Pat becomes devastating this time of the year, but it'll be out of necessity a few times for him to go get a couple first downs, and I believe he'll make it happen going over 26 and a half. Swag, I want you to be an analyst in a game just to hear you say that live. You got to get out of there. Get up out of there. <laughs> Let that boy get up out of there. Get up out of there, boy. I love it. All right, coming up next on NFL Live, the 49ers defense will have their hands full covering a surging Travis Kelsey. Marcus talks about how the all-pro tight end may be a matchup nightmare for San Francisco. ESPN Bet is the official sportsbook of ESPN and the only place to find exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sportsbook bet. Download today. What a play. NFL Live is presented by Tostitos. Get to the good stuff. I don't care if it rains, shine. Brock Purdy's going to play good ball, then Iron's going to keep winning. Pretty good. You're pretty good. He's so much more than just your typical default quarterback. He brings so much more to our offense. And we call him Playground 
Purdy. He had like three or four D linemen like just all around him and somehow got out of his Purdy. Thinking about running for it, not going to get there, back across his body. Oh, one-handed catch. Brock star, Brock Purdy. Does it week in and week out. People want to give him all these different type of narratives. He can go out there and create plays on his own. It's not too many like him. Guys are leading and he's going to lead us to the promised land. Brock Purdy is the real deal. We're back on NFL Live in Sal Palantonio with the 49ers all week. Sal, you spent some time with Brock Purdy last night. What's his head coach's concern about Purdy's ability to handle the moment starting a Super Bowl? Hi, Laura. Welcome to Super Bowl week here. We are at the Niners Hotel. We just talked to Kyle Shanahan, and the answer to your question is zero. I think this team has zero concerns about Brock Purdy's ability to handle the moment and spending some time with him, I can tell you it's true. The guy is very even-keeled. He's very direct. He understands not only the history, the gravity of the moment, but he also understands what he has to do in this football game. And I want you to listen carefully to what Kyle Shanahan said today about his young quarterback, Brock Purdy. Listen to this. That's, I think, the most special thing about Brock. I mean, just... He doesn't have to change much because that's really who he is. I mean, Brock is as humble of a person as I've ever been around. Um, I talk about him having just a strong foundation on who he is, and uh, it's rare I think people have that coming out of high school. I mean, the third string quarterback, the starting quarterback, what he's done this year, I mean, he's still the same guy as he was the first day. You know, people always ask me about Brock Purdy, and my response is the same thing. Don't knock Brock. This guy can play. We watched a lot of film on him getting ready for the matchup show. I don't want to go all Orlovsky on you here, but the guy's great at recognition and reaction. He's very, very good at late safety re recognition and recognizing late safety rotation, something that Steve Spagnolo does with the Kansas City Chiefs. He throws accurately on the run. He runs well when he has to evacuate the pocket. There's a lot of things that he does exceptionally well. He's very accurate and decisive with the football. He just has to trust what he sees and pull the trigger when he sees it. I think that's the one thing that he has to work on in this particular game. When I talked to him, Laura, he was very specific. The bottom line is they have to get up early, get out to an early lead, play well early in this football game against Patrick Mahomes II and the Kansas City Chiefs. Can you talk to me about 21 personnel too, Sal? Since you're, you're knocking out the Brock Purdy stuff, can, you, can we get into that? Well done. Let's go. Look at, look you know, at Sal, what a I was going to say Sal Orlovsky, but I'm just going to say Dan Palantonio because <laughs> hey, it, it's, it's yeah. you that's the, the better last name than the one I actually have. I love me. it. Thanks to Sal. We will see you all week long here on NFL Live as you were with the 49ers. Let's go to the Kansas City side of things and their offense. And Travis Kelsey has 19 receiving touchdowns in his postseason career. He needs just one more to become the second person ever with 20. Jerry Rice has the record with 22. Kelsey already has three touchdowns in these playoffs, which is tied for the most in the NFL and one shy of his career high for a single postseason. Actually, his mom said today, Donna said he was possessed in the postseason and she's seen that. Marcus, you did some tape work here, okay? Teach us some things about how the Chiefs use Kelsey in that offense. 
Yeah, we, me and Sal stepping on Dan toes tonight because <laughs> oh. we know he loves to get into this stuff. <laughs> but Dan, you alluded to this, um, I believe, Monday about how game plan specific yeah. they were from when we were in Buffalo and then they went to the Ravens. And they used these wide formations, but this was one that stood out to me and almost how they con consorted a pick play with uh, Kyle Hamilton in this game with Travis Kelsey, Kelsey and this building traffic for him. You talked about the three level throws that they made and how they made these safeties have to make um, a, a, a determination if they're going to play low or stay high. But now they're creating traffic on the outside. Now, when we were watching the Buffalo game, if you remember, D.O., I asked you, why so many condensed yeah. formations? Why the condensed splits? And it was because of the injuries and they wanted to get it matched up on Klein. In this particular game, I thought they tried to stay away from Patrick uh, Queen and Roquan no Smith. They yeah. wanted to expand those guys and extend them. But but that bunch formation showed up um, against the Baltimore Ravens yeah. with, with it showed up as a bunch formation against Buffalo with a condensed split. I'm thinking with Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, am I on the right path yes. with trying to avoid the middle of the field with Travis Kelsey? Yes, you are, Danny yeah. Spears. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the all. See, you like when we talk about the run game. I like when you like talk about pass game and, and formations. Um, so San Francisco sweet. defensively is one of the best defenses in ball when it comes to covering the middle of the field. I think they've got given up six touchdowns and like 19 picks. So 100% like the same thought process, fella. One of the reasons why they've started to get into some of those condensed bunches but widen them out is they're trying to help route releases at the line of scrimmage. We saw multiple, like you mentioned, mm. of those pick plays. And really it's about like how are they just trying to help Kelsey free, right? He's not the same cat he was. But if they can yeah. just get him going, that's when he still does look like that old guy from three or four years ago that was the best and unstoppable guy in the league. He's only got to do it here for one oh, more sir. game. We'll see. What I see with the get... tape. Danny Spears. All right. Um, time for one more thing before we go. And nothing better on opening night than the players and coaches being asked the weirdest questions. She's uh, she's rewriting the history books herself. Uh, I told her I'll have to hold up my end of the bargain and come home with some hardware too. I have a six pack. It's just under the dad bod, so it's just if you, if you feel. I mean, there might be some skin there, but then underneath that, the six pack's there. You just got to get real close, and you got to squint a little bit. And you, you know, since the queen passed away, she's probably one of the more famous women in the world, right? So. Nick Bosa's quads are bigger than my torso. Um, we've got superheroes on the team. Last time I was in Vegas, I lost a lot of money. Um, we don't even have to talk about it. Pacheco! Nacho Libre. <laughs> Nacho, no, that's that's uh, Ray well, Mysterio. Well, guys, I, that's Ray Mysterio. I relate to, oh, um, I I relate like to what Libre. Patrick Mahomes was saying. The, the six-pack under there. Yeah, where? The six-pack like, is under there. How much do I have it's to there. squint? How much do I got to Yeah, squint? I mean, you got to damn near close your eyes. But <laughs> and, <laughs> it's just, and just so clear, it's easier to see your six-pack than it is mine. That is a great point of clarification. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, 
legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.